0: You're listening to Running Around Charlotte, presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, the Queen City's premier road race experience. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. Now, here are your hosts for Running Around Charlotte, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper.
1: A marathon is a long and grueling event for even the most experienced runners, but if you can do it, it's well worth the effort. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd like to share this feeling with someone who can't run a marathon? If you have, you want to hear about Speed for Need from the F3 Nation. F3 is a workout group of men who focus on fitness, fellowship, and faith. Those are the three Fs. But the goal is, goes beyond uh, getting in shape. The group shapes leaders, too, and Speed for Need is one of the ways they raise awareness and foster inclusion Of those with special needs through participation in fitness, how do they do it? Kevin Young is here from Speed for Need to tell us. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, glad to be here. Tell us about Speed for Need. Wow,
2: there's uh, a lot to tell about Speed for Need. Um, We just actually had our two-year anniversary at your race, the American Four Miler, just Mm -hmm. uh, over the past week, and it has been an initiative that's changed a lot of people's lives, mine included, and. Something that uh, we didn't expect to ever grow into what it's become, but so happy that it has.
1: So basically what you're doing is pushing people in wheelchairs around a race course. That's kind of what meets the eye, but it's way more than that.
2: Yeah. In its simplest form, uh, what Speed for Need is, is a specialized racing chair with a person behind it that is the engine for it, that's pushing it. We call the person that's sitting physically in the chair the track commander, and we call the person that's pushing the driver. And we do that because in military terms, a track commander is the most important person in a military vehicle, and the driver uh, is actually not. So even if you're the wheel of a Humvee, that's, you would think the driver might be the most important person and it's not. And so we use that analogy to say, well, in the relationship of a tandem pushing in a race, we as the drivers, the people pushing are not as important as the person sitting in front of us. Uh, that's how, kind of the lingo that we use and why we use it.
1: Yeah. And if you've ever done mm-hmm. an F3 workout, you know it is all about the lingo, right? Right, <laughs> right, right, for sure. <laughs> and the nicknames. Right. That's right. That's the right. handles. <laughs> um, so I've seen you guys out. Um, you have some pretty slick chairs. Tell Tell, tell us and the audience... A little bit about the chairs and how you came upon a design and who fabricates them and manufactures them and yeah how all that works
2: so what we do really isn't new back in 1977 I believe uh, a father-son tandem uh, Dick and Rick Hoyt from Boston first started pushing in races with a wheelchair and they did it with a traditional wheelchair Uh, uh, Dick was the father and Rick was the son and he just wanted to participate in a race for a classmate that had had an injury. And so they started pushing in a traditional wheelchair. And from that time, uh, Rick always felt like he was alive and that he felt part of the community and he felt good every time he rode. And so they continued racing as a father-son doing so, so much so that they've participated in the Kona Ironman, multiple marathons. It's actually a bronze statue of them at the beginning of the Boston Marathon. Uh, so that's how... Uh, Wheelchair racing, we'll call it, has been around for a long period of time, and, th- and those are the the pioneers of uh, of the sport. And, um, you know, when we started to do it, um, we just thought that it was a really cool thing. And the model that Team Hoyt um, has is that they push, they have different teams, and they push their own people, and they speak to the community about inclusion. There are other chair-pushing organizations out there that help maybe fund a chair for your family and you know there's a fundraising component and uh, different things and and what we thought of is well we're all athletes and we all like to race and certainly there's got to be something more important than racing for ourselves and so uh, in F3 we we call the workout to be the magnet that's what gets guys to actually come out is do the workout because when when you sweat together and you have a lot of fun and you exercise you just you feel part of a community and the second F is fellowship. Um, and that's just us saying, hey, you know what? We hang out and want to work out and enjoy each other's company. Like, why don't we get to know each other? Why don't we go uh, do a destination race or have a, a beer night or do something with our kids at the ball game?" And then the faith element actually, well, a lot of people think that it may be Christian because we're in the Bible Belt of the South, it actually doesn't. It's a non-denominational faith component in the sense that it's a belief in something that's greater than yourself. And so we consider... If the fitness is the magnet, the fellowship is the glue, the dynamite is the third F, which is faith. And that leads us to do different things in the community like Speed for Need, where guys will say, you know what? We think it's important to be involved in helping alleviate homelessness in Charlotte. And so we're going to volunteer at Church on the Street once every Sunday uh, under the street try-on. And so that's the dynamite. We're really a leadership organization intended to incorporate fitness and just kind of live life the way that we think is meaningful. Um, so that's that's really the, you know, a little bit about how we kind of got started with this. And so an extension of our fitness was to actually say, okay, well, what can we do uh, that leverages what we do and love and have a passion for uh, and that we're qu- somewhat qualified for, even though we're <laughs> kind of older and, you know, but yep. what can we do to actually contribute that way? And so you know, maybe it's not, maybe not all of us are really good at folding clothes or, you know, or picking up trash or whatever it may be. Uh, we're like, but we like to run and we like to race and we like to, we know what that experience feels like. So well, how can we share that and bring that to the community? And so, uh, we came up with this crazy idea, uh, to, to modify what others had done into a way to include everyone. And that was the
0: roots of Speed for Need. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, and, you Those of you at home can't see uh, the shirt that Kevin is wearing, and it says, Who Pushes Who? And I couldn't tell you if that was on from the beginning, but I guarantee it's on now. And I know you've got a ton of stories about how what you guys do on race day impacts the the folks and their families. Can you share a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, so first of all, I'm wearing a shirt that says "Speed for Need." Who pushes who? And uh, for you English majors out there, we know that that's not <laughs> grammatically correct, but like, <laughs> but it didn't look good enough to say who pushes whom. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. But you know, we look at that uh, catchphrase, we'll call it, and we think to ourselves, well, we may physically be the ones pushing somebody in a race, but really, we always feel like we're getting way more out of the relationship every race because. They're pushing us to, uh, you know, just to to see that there's more than just Mm -hmm. ourselves out there, to see that, you know what, maybe how good it is that we have it. And this isn't something where we're looking at the person in front of us and pitying them or feeling like, you know, who? thank goodness I'm not you. It's just a Mm -hmm. a matter of perspective and opening everyone's eyes up to say, you know what, we can do more. Everyone's in the community. And, you know, how can we engage them and how can we be a, a positive catalyst in their life? And we just try to form long lasting relationships aside from the 20 minutes or however long it takes to run a 5k. And so at the end of the day, we want people to think when they're, when they see us, they're one to, to ask the question, like, who's pushing who out there?
1: You know, yeah. I think, um, when I give <clears throat> whether it's time or resources or um, financial, whatever, it doesn't matter. There, there's a gratification that you get that it, it's kind of like a little emotional high and it's it's not an egotistical thing but it's just this gratification that knows that 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 says I've done something good for someone else and that feels good to me and that's one of the reasons I give. And sometimes, sometimes people say, Oh, what a, what a nice thing you did for them. And, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) inside there's this little voice that says, yeah, but I got something out of it too. And that was the really cool part. And, you know, one thing I noticed uh, that, that I absolutely love by the way, and whether it's a, uh, I, I know you guys do some, uh, some of the, uh, military, uh, American Memorial-type events around That's right. Memorial Day. American flag, and, yes. Yeah, where you have the flag. But when you guys start a race, you might have six or seven uh, chairs that you are the engines for, the track commanders, right? Um, but there's probably 20 F3 guys in the troop that are out there that are part of the team. And and I know there might be a handoff or two here or there, but it's, it's really a village of people who are giving and it's, it's not about you and saying, I'm going to push them the whole 5k and and get something. It's like, Hey, we're going to share this effort and we all win.
2: Yeah. I think, um, you hit it on the head. I think what what, here's what, here's what we aim to achieve and hope that people see when they come out there versus what our goal, when we come out on race day is we want to help highlight other people's causes. So we're not out there to flash, look at what Speed for Need does and and, and to check us out. What we want to do is we want to help uh, magnify the exposures to the cause. So for example, in, in uh, uh, the upcoming Susan Komen race, there'll be 15,000 people, maybe more, maybe less. And we will be pushing um, nine cancer survivors. Or And some of these ladies may mm-hmm. have had a mastectomy the day before or had treatment the day before, but it's so important for them to be at the race and participate yeah. with their sisters and their supporters that we want to kind of just disappear and just be the engine, mm-hmm. but actually not, uh, not, not really be seen for anything other than just trying to provide that experience. And so yeah. we hope that when people donate money, that they'll give it to the cause. You know, we hope that when they want to be a part of something like this, that they just let us know and we'll, they can be the manpower. But, um, but you know, we really just, we really believe that stepping back and, 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 taking the focus off of ourselves is just good for everyone. And and it has paid Mm -hmm. more dividends for us than we have ever intended to. And we thought this would be, um, my co-founder and I will, we we thought this was going to be us having two chairs in my garage with a clipboard and a checkout system (laughs) and that somebody would come and get it and give somebody a ride and Mm -hmm. they would return it. And after two years, we've participated in 65 races Uh, 25 different community events where we might speak to a different high school or we may go to a festival. Uh, We've pushed 250, roughly, track commanders and had over a 1,000 volunteers, not just F3 volunteers. We've had members of FIA, uh, Females in Action in Charlotte, F3 people, obviously. Uh, But we've also had uh, others that have just said, you know what, I want to be a part of this. And we say, okay, well, well, come on out to a workout first so we get to know you. And then come out and get trained. And then we would love to have you enjoy the experience of helping somebody else. And what we hope at the end of that is not that they want to come and push every weekend. Mm-hmm. We think it's great if, the, that, that, that they, if they want to be involved. But we hope what that does is inspire them to do something meaningful in a disparate aspect. So it may be taking their talents that they have and taking it and volunteering somewhere, somewhere else. Um, uh, a perfect example is Gray Riley, who, who's an F3 guy. Uh, and you know Gray, and Gray. Yeah. he he helped pushed in um, the Santa Scramble race with John and one of our 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 big events that we had, and he took that passion, and he's now guiding paraguide people to Boston qualifiers. I mean, we think that's amazing, and we hope that that's the type of experience people have when they come, uh, not to just think that they need to show up at fifty different speed for need races and run around a chair.
1: Yeah. Um. So the, when I when I think about um your group and showing up, I think about, um, two different sets of people. One is last year you had a retired military veteran and I don't know how old the guy was, but he was, (laughs) he, he he was a grandfather. I'm sure, you know, somebody's grandpa and probably in his seventies or eighties and, um, military veteran and the, the smile on his face, for being able to be included in the American four-miler was incredible.
2: Well, well, since we're talking about the Charlotte Marathon, let's talk about the Charlotte Marathon for a second. Two years ago, we participated in the Charlotte Marathon Relay, and we had 19 people participate in uh, four different relay teams. And one of the teams was—it happened to be on Veterans Day. Mm -hmm. And so we pushed five World War II veterans— some of them were almost 100 years old. Wow! We pushed them to in in the uh, in the marathon, and it's probably one of the more iconic pictures that you could ever see. Actually, is you guys that you guys took. Um, they had a blast, and it's not just people that are have a disability or have a disease that mm. that really are looking for community. You know, older people, veterans. Uh, it's just what we want to be is community connectors in whatever way, and the vehicle we use in this case is a racing chair. So we've done different things where uh, if a little girl has had leukemia, but they have a little sister, well, what people don't really realize, myself included at the time, is that the sibling kind of is just as disadvantaged as the person having the disease because all the attention goes on curing the, the person with the disease so that maybe sometimes they get left out or just not, you know, they don't have the freedom to just be a regular kid. So we actually done things where it's sibling day where their sibling will ride in one of our chairs alongside them in a race and just have a blast and yeah. hold hands and slap hands and see each other's faces. And so uh, it's really been a community effort though, because uh, you know, it, it, this is, you know, I, w- several of us get a lot of attention, but it's speed for need is going in several different uh, states now. And we've gone to Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina, I think Tennessee is next. And p- there are other areas of the country that have, asked to start doing it from Washington to Texas and um, and it takes everyone like you said it takes a village because one person can't hold a GoPro push fit them in there uh, and do all these range of race like it's truly a community event Uh, and you guys the run for your life's been extremely supportive from the very first race that's our very first race will always be the American four-miler yeah Uh, and it's just really cool to see everybody participate
1: yeah, well, it's very cool to see you guys out there. Now, you we talked a little bit before we started talking on air. Um, you have some goals with the Navant Hill Charlotte Marathon this year with trying to tell, tell us about yeah. that.
2: Yeah, so look, we, what we do is we're, we exist for anybody with a special need. Uh, and we're not going to define what that is. It's kind of one of those things where you kind of just know people know when yeah. they're needed and when they don't. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, there's some different things. You've you raised an opportunity earlier where we could help, where one of the uh, uh, someone locally was in a bicycle accident and uh, is recovering, and in memory of the person that didn't make it through the accident, wanted to participate. And if she needs any help, we'll be there to help her. Yep. In other cases, I have a really cool friend named Sean who has uh cerebral palsy and he's in a wheelchair but he loves riding in all races he's done the hit the bricks he's done the park road he's done a number of, and he's he told me he's like Kevin uh I want to do the marathon and I want to do it fast
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and uh, and okay. so uh so, uh, I've already asked Bert Rodriguez to see if he wants to do that for yeah. me. But, uh, but uh, so we'll find a way to have him participate if that's what he wants to do. And maybe it's in the relay like we've done before. Um, my co founder, uh, Will Farr, has actually pushed his son, who's got muscular dystrophy, Owen. Oh, he's pushed him in the, uh, um, the, the Washington, D.C., I can't remember what marathon it is. Uh, yeah. the, uh, it's a big marathon. But, um, Marine Corps Marine Corps marathon yeah I don't There's know why I'm blank for... there yeah <laughs> uh, but he pushed he pushed him in I think it's like 315 or so and that's with wow. like a 25 minute bathroom break <laughs> Boy. Wow. so you know we have a lot of different uh, if anyone's listening out there and Bert has Rodriguez. a special need and wants to participate uh, I will find a way to get <laughs> you to participate I'm not saying that I'll do any of the pushing because that sounds
0: really hard to go the marathon distance but uh well then let me ask you that. How does someone get involved in the process, whether it be, you know, I want to push, I want to ride, I'm just interested, I'd like to donate. How does someone do that?
2: Yeah. So we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, We're on all the social media channels. Uh, You can go to our website, speedforneed.org, and get all the contact information. Mm -hmm. While you're there, you should check out a video. We've got tons of different videos from most of the races that we've been at. Uh, Should give people that want to be track commanders an idea that this is something that's safe you're in a safe environment not only from socially with all the supporters that are there but physically safe in the chairs that we have um it would give somebody an idea what it looks like mm-hmm. to to huff and puff pushing <laughs> a little bit yeah a little bit. and it has a schedule and so uh we will be racing a number of races between now and then it's not actually just running there'll be events like the coleman race we will actually be pushing mm-hmm. and Maybe we'll step back from pushing and let somebody in the family push to be part of that experience uh we're very flexible safety is obviously our top priority, but we want to make sure that experience mm-hmm. is also right up there
1: yeah I think it's I think it's incredible I appreciate what you do for the running community um, it you know when I see dick and Ricky uh Hoyt and their what they've accomplished and mm-hmm. it's not just it's just not putting your your kid in a wheelchair uh, even if it's a specialized chair that's designed for this and pushing them 5k i mean dick put rick in a raft yeah yeah, yeah. swam 2.4 yeah. in mm-hmm. the ocean yeah put him in on a on a bike seat and rode 112 mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it and think about the transition on top of that. <laughs> no, it's not just—it's wow, just, yeah. it's just yeah. not taking off your wetsuit and putting on your 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 bike helmet. <laughs> it's getting your yeah. your adult, fully grown—I don't know how much he weighs—hundred and fifty pounds kid out of the raft and into the bike seat, or from the bike seat into the chair. Yeah. Um, and, and still do it before midnight. Yeah, that's right. Right, In
2: fact, one of the things that we're going to be doing that we did last year was, uh, we went to the 24 hours of booty, uh, bicycling event Mm. and our chairs, which some people don't know is they actually are meant to attach to bikes Mm. as well. Uh, so the Hoyts actually do use the same chairs that we do. We bought our chairs from the Hoyt, uh, manufacturing company. So when we go around the, the loop in the booty loop it'll be attached to a racing chair and those things go very fast uh particularly downhill oh uh, yeah but uh but we were able to push uh to pull in fact last year um john morris who uh, is sadly not with us but he, he it meant a lot for him to participate he had a uh, terminal brain cancer but he was able to ride with his uh with his daughters in the race and it was very important for him to be there that he jumped out of the hospital actually come out and so we were just—it was our blessing to be able to do that. Uh, and this year we'll be also out there again uh, and pulling cancer survivors around and let them be a part of the race. I think that's a key component to what we do. Is we we notice that a lot of races that have a lot of great charities attached to it and they raise a lot of money and awareness, mm-hmm. but the people that they are trying to benefit are very rarely able to come out to the race. If you think about it, somebody sick isn't thinking about coming to a 5K and participating and running yeah. or even really standing on the sideline. So you have all these great events that they're absent from and we want to say, okay, well, it may be that you still can't come out, but we at least want you to be aware of the fact that if you're able to come and just sit, then you can be a part of it and you can be a part of it with your family. And so that's uh so we're excited for those types of events and so we'll, we'll see what, what else comes of it.
1: Yeah. So speedforneed.org. Speedforneed.org. speed for place to start. Um, when I talk to people, depending on the circumstance, sometimes I'll ask them, you know, like, what are your core values? And um, I love it when somebody says something to the effect of putting other people first, putting someone before me. And I I think that's such a cool core value that you have personally, uh, but you've also brought it to life through Speed for Need and F3 Nation. And so thank you very much for what you do for those who are less fortunate, those who are older, those who have served, those who are battling. Uh, thank you so much for what you do and for for your co-founder and the rest of F3 Nation. Thanks for being with us today.
2: Well, and thank you. You guys have been a part of our uh, our history and our, our founding and have set the tone for our organization. So we can't thank Run for Your Life and the Charlotte Marathon. And we're, we're going to be involved with both entities for a very long time, as yeah. long as I can help
1: it. Well, thank you, Kevin. DC, thanks right, for thanks being DC. here with us.
0: The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration for the November 16th Novon Health Charlotte Marathon, half marathon, relay, 5K, and one mile events is available now at runcharlotte.com. Running Around Charlotte with your host, Tim Rhodes and Jeffrey Cooper, is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. Listen for new episodes of Running Around Charlotte released every week.